Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's episode, I'm excited to be bringing you talking all about food planning. Because now that it's summer, I realize how much less I've been cooking, how much harder it is to go grocery shopping and planning meals for the week. And although I might not be baking anymore, you know, I think that we can still save a lot of time, save a lot of money, save a lot of effort by focusing on meal planning. So today we are joined by Mia, who shares a wonderful 24-hour food planning hack that she does, which is super simple to implement. And along with that, we also are talking about tackling overwhelm with this, right? Like the whole point of adding in food planning or anything into a healthy lifestyle is never to cause more work or more overwhelm, but they kind of go hand in hand when you're trying to make changes. So she covers it all, gives so much great advice. I'm so excited for you guys to check out this episode. And before we get started, just make sure you're following along on our Instagram. We are at liveyourpb on Instagram. It's where I'm going to have some exciting updates come up. I share guests. You can ask questions and just daily motivation throughout the week when there isn't a new podcast episode. So be sure to join us there. The link is right down below. And with that, I hope you enjoy. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Mia. She's the CEO of Plan Simple, author of Plan Simple Meals, founder of Mealtime Mastery, motivational speaker and mom of three. Mia, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about, you know, specifically meal planning in general too, because looking at my budget for the past months or so, I'm like, you know, this is something I need to do more of. I need to start cooking my own meals. I need to start planning ahead. I'd love to know more about your story. Like, is this something that you've always done or like, how did you get started talking about food planning? No. Oh my goodness. And I wish that I knew earlier, but I feel like food, you know, what like jobs are like, oh, there's so many things in life that we just think we're supposed to know how to do and no, like, but nobody trained us and no one trained our parents. So we just don't know how to do. And for me, food was one of those. And it's so interesting how different it is because the person I married was taught how to cook and cooked a lot and lived in a family that loved food. And I just had no idea. So I was not always that way. So I'm an entrepreneur and has always been an entrepreneur. So right out of college, I think I had one job. Um, And then I opened a graphic design studio. And while I was there, I had my kids And, um, I had this moment where I kind of checked off a lot of the boxes. So for anyone who's listening and has boxes, think about them. (laughs) 
and just was like, what is happening? Like, how can I have done this many things that I thought I wanted kind of because the, you know, at the time I'm going to totally date myself and sound like the oldest lady, but we didn't have like Instagram and all that. We had, you know, it was like magazines and sex in the city and, you know, TV shows. And I, um, I sort of had checked off all those boxes, but was miserable. And the thing that I sort of grabbed onto was the fact that I had gained some weight, you know, working and doing all these things. And so I decided to figure out what food, you know, how food could help me. And, and I was in a moment where we were getting a lot of takeout. We were going out a lot. There wasn't, didn't seem like there was any time to make food. So, you know, if we were making food, it was like Trader Joe's and like warm it up and that kind of stuff. And I just started learning and, and making food. And it's, it's interesting because it really shifted what I, what I thought. And it, and it does shift budget. <laughs> like it's really expensive to get takeout. It's even expensive to get frozen, more expensive to get frozen food. And it's not that hard and it can make you feel really good. So that was kind of my, so my, my thing was, is when I started, I literally would have cried if you told me to go get kale. And now I just feel super relaxed in the kitchen. I would say at the time, you know what I wanted more than anything when I first decided I wanted to get healthy was a personal chef. Like that would have been my dream. Um, that did not happen, but I figured out how to be relaxed in the kitchen. That's me right now. I'm like, if I had extra money, that's what I would go to. Like I would just hire someone to make all my food for me. So I wouldn't have to think about it. But you mentioned, you know, your husband grew up in a family where he like knew how to cook and he was like comfortable with it. Is that kind of how you started to learn or like, how did your process go from like all the frozen meals into this? To be a hundred percent honest. Um, I did not pay much attention to the fact that he knew this until, you know, we have those moments where we, we need to pay attention. And for, for us, it was when we had kids and all of a sudden time mattered. So it used to be like when, when we were just out of college, it was like super easy because I would just wait until nine to eat and these amazing meals would happen. And then all of a sudden they had to happen at a different time. So, so yes, like later I learned to learn from him, but in the moment I didn't realize that that's who I could learn from. And so it started off with the food piece. So one of my things for anyone thinking about sort of taking on food and changing the way you eat is just make it doable. And so for me to make it doable, you know, I latched onto the health piece first. And in order to make that doable, I literally figured out what a optimal day looked like. And I repeated that day for much longer than I care to admit like months. Um, and I really shifted my health, um, with like these five meals that I knew how to make. And then eventually I got bored and I Googled cooking classes and I found a cooking class. And then I learned like the next set of stuff. And then probably soon after that, I became open to learning from the person who was right in my house. But, um, yes. So eventually he taught me pretty much everything I know, but it took me a minute to get there. I love that. Cause I'm kind of like where you were at like the beginning slash middle. So I recently found this like recipe that I love for their like veggie muffins that you make for breakfast. So it's like zucchini, banana, like all of that. And I love it. And so now that I know how to make that, that's been like my one thing. <laughs> like I make that now for every breakfast. Um, so now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, how do I start branching out from here? Well, and the funny thing is, is like, sometimes it was interesting. Like one of the class that I, that first class I went to after learning like the five things, it was the first time, like I had seen what a blender could do. So I'm like obsessed with, you know, my Vitamix and now you can get tons of different kinds of high-speed blenders, but I'm obsessed with smoothies and all the things you can do with the blender. But 
just understanding how to make like two things in the blender, all of a sudden I could like look at a recipe and be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like you just put those five things in the blender and then you have a sauce. But when you like, so by learning how to make muffins, my guess is it's like the next variation of that isn't so far away. And then you, you just sort of build this a gradual process, which is why sort of having intention around it and a plan is somewhat helpful. Yeah. I love that. So now that you've been doing it for a few years and you have many recipes, could you kind of walk us through like, what does your week of planning look like? Is this like once a week you do it once a month? Like what does that all look like? All right. So I go in phases because life changes all the time. Um, I feel like we've learned that very specifically in the past two years, right? There's always different obstacles. So I would say the most important thing that I always hold on to is that I'm not deciding in the moment. So that idea that like mindful eating is like you sit down and like you eat the perfect thing makes literally no sense to me. It does make sense that we're like intuitively eating in the sense that right now I'm not hungry. I'm talking to you. I'm having fun. And if I were to pause and like sit down and write what I'm eating tomorrow, I would probably make pretty good choices because I would know that like, I want to eat so I can concentrate on the work I'm doing tomorrow. And I want to eat like appropriate to the exercise I want to do. And, you know, I would make good choices in the moment. If I have to like, we're all human. If I have to choose between like this amazing salad and brownies, I'm like nine times out of 10, we're going to choose the brownies. So what, how I like to think it is that any planning that you do for food or business or anything you're doing is just a gift from your past self to your future self so that you can really be in the moment. And for most of us, like with food, we want to be in the moment. We want to be enjoying the food. We want to be enjoying the company. Um, and so often the practice of eating takes us out of that, right? Cause we like are eating food that like, we're like, wait, why do we just spend all that money on food? Or it's like, not quite what we're, our body's wanting. And so just knowing 24 hours in advance, I think is huge. So for anyone who's like, I'm not ready to plan like the whole shebang, that's a really good practice, especially if health is the, the issue, like is the why is the reason you want to change for anyone who it's more about cost. There is definitely a benefit to planning out your week. And for me, I think the easiest way to do that is to really just create some categories and be real. Like, <laughs> I feel like if we're not eating healthy, one might go to Starbucks and get a bagel or a muffin every single morning with the coffee. So it's like, it's not variety. So if you're shifting to healthier meals or made from home, like if you made those muffins, like would you really mind having the same one every morning for a week? Probably not. So like be real about like the work you want to put into it. Um, so for me, breakfast and lunch stay more consistent, right? Like I might have salad every day for lunch and then I'll switch around what's in it or whatever, but sometimes I don't, sometimes it's the same. Um, and then for dinner where I do like a little bit more variety, sometimes what I'll do is like in a season, I'll be like, all right, somehow there's always tons of meetings on Monday. So Monday, I don't have a lot of time for, for cooking. So on Monday, I'm always going to have, uh, I'll just tell you what we do in our house In our house. We, we generally have beans on Monday. And so that's like, I call that bean day. And then maybe on Tuesday we would have soups or, you know, in the summer, maybe it would be grill out day or whatever. And it's just, I, I base it based on like my life, not what I think I'm supposed to be eating. And I create themes. And then when I sit down 
on Sunday. I mean, it sounds really constricting when I say it out loud, but when I didn't know how to cook a lot and I would sit down to plan, I would get really overwhelmed. And I found, I kept just thinking of the same five things, but the second I made categories, it was like, all right, soup, how can I get more interesting? And I could like Google soup and like find a good soup. And I found I was doing, like, I was trying more things um, and responding to my schedule. And so that, that was really helpful. And then also in terms of planning out a week, just, I think we, a lot of times overestimate like how much variety we want or need. And so just being like, like dinner can always be lunch the next day. Right. So just being really conscious about what you're making, you could have the same dinner on Monday and Thursday. Like there's so many ways to make it easy. And when we start to really think that way, we make the right amount of food and we're not wasting it, which is good for our planet, but also good for our wallets. Yeah. No, that's a great suggestion on like how to start with that kind of like 24 hour rule, because what usually defaults even is like, you know, you're hungry. And then that's when you think you're like, oh, what should I make like right now? Versus even just like thinking 24 hours in advance. If you're missing something, then you can pick it up on the way home or you spend less time like opening the fridge and being like, what's here? What's there? Like even that plan will save time. Yeah. Well, and that is if we're talking time saving, like the reason that planning food or really anything, but food specifically is really helpful is the average person thinks about what they're eating anywhere from a half an hour to an hour a day. So if you're like working a job, that's like three weeks of vacation. If you like add up a 40 hour work week, like it's a lot of time and you could be thinking of creative ideas in that time. You could be, you could, your mind could be doing so many other things. And so just the, the part where it saves you like mind freedom is amazing. And then the other thing that 24 hours in advance doing is it's, it's really helping you practice following through on what you say you're going to do. Cause the biggest thing I hear from people who start planning weeks and then I don't know, it doesn't work for whatever reason. Like usually the reason is, is that they're not actually doing what they said they were going to do. Cause it's, you know, it might like step one might be making a plan, but step two is like fulfilling the plan, <laughs> like going shopping and then actually doing what you said you were going to do. Yeah. No, I've definitely fallen into that trap before. I'll spend like so long either finding recipes and being like, this will fit on this day. This will fit on this day that then like the execution is like never comes through. Exactly. Exactly. So that's where the 24 hour thing is really helpful and just practicing all the different pieces and without the pressure. Yeah. So do you do a lot of meal prep where you will like cook meals in advance or this is strictly like you just plan out what you're going to have and then just day of that's when you cook it and think about it. So I go in phases and I respond a lot to just what's happening in life and work. And one of the things that I've learned is that prioritizing my health is really important to me. And so I didn't say this part of the story, but when I changed the way I ate so drastically that time, what I ended up doing was taking out gluten and dairy. I ended up going vegan as well. I'm not that anymore, but I still don't eat gluten or dairy. And it just makes me, it makes me feel so much better. And so if I'm traveling, I kind of have to think about it in advance. Um, if I have a busy work week, usually I'll sacrifice something that happens on Sunday to like, you know, make sure that we've gone shopping or we've prepped something or we've made something in advance. But then I also look at like the times in the week, my preference is just to have quick meals that I can quickly make. You know, it's a good way to reason to stop working <laughs> in the afternoon. And I find, I now find it relaxing. It's like been a journey to find that relaxing, but I now find it relaxing. And some weeks it's like, I have two days. And so I just 
you know, find the time two days and make food and I'm warming it up the other times or outsourcing to somebody else in my household or whatever, whatever it takes. But even, even having a plan, like if you, if you're living with anyone else, even having a plan helps you be like, Hey, can you do this part? Can you chop these things? Can you wash these things? Can you make this whole meal? Um, once you have a plan, it actually becomes easier to share the responsibility as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you're kind of mentioning there, you know, like bringing in work and like these other responsibilities into it. I know that another thing that you kind of talk about a lot and with your business is like this idea of balance in your life. So I'd love to know more about like, how do you see balance with everything kind of like fitting in all together? Absolutely. So I hope that like future generations are so much better at this than like older generations are. (laughs) So one of the things I noticed with food. So when I first started sort of this, this wing of, of my work, I started with the food piece. Cause that was kind of where I had the initial transformation. And what I noticed, I actually, I wrote a book, as you mentioned, called plan simple meals. And I actually went on the road with that for a year and talked to just many, many women. And I kept thinking that what I knew about kale and vegetables all of a sudden was somehow rocket science, even though many other people knew way more than I did. And I like started in California where I feel like everyone knows everything about food. But what I realized is that people still weren't following through on what they wanted and that that really had to do with time. So I find that what we do, do, especially as women, is that we take on so many different things and the way that many of us were conditioned or just systems that we learned, like we compartmentalize them. So we might meal plan in a notebook. And then we, in our heads are thinking about when we're going to the gym or to yoga or whatever we're doing. And then, you know, we have a work schedule like that usually exists in a real calendar. And then I don't know, maybe you're part of extra activities or you're getting married or whatever, you know, like there's all these things that we do and we sort of silo them, right? Like we, and we don't see them as a whole. I found that it's really, really, really important to start looking at every, how everything works together. Like what I eat a hundred percent affects how I show up to work. Whether I decide to go out late one night affects what I do the next day. And, you know, so all these things are, are whether I, you know, actually make it to the gym at this time or go at this time or decide to go to the gym or decide to go to yoga, like all these things play into my overall well-being and productivity. Um, and so I like to really think of them as a whole and understand like, you know, in the example of me changing my food at that time, food was kind of like my primary focus, even though I worked full time, but it fed my work in, in a certain level. That was kind of weird because it was food, but yes, yeah, so I fed my food. And, and right now I'm very like business growth focused, but my food and time that I take for myself and stuff that happens at home, like all of that supports my work. And we just don't always look at things that holistically. And then I think what ends up happening over time is everything ends up fighting each other. And we have, you know, the phrase of like, thank God it's Friday or like, I can't wait for it to be Monday. And, and I think that's just because we're not seeing how everything supports everything else. Yeah. Like then you're overwhelmed at work. So you're like, oh, well now I don't have time to do the meal planning. And then I don't have time for this. And then, you know, like all the responsibilities kind of like get meshed together. Nothing gets done. (laughs) Exactly. Including at work. Right. Like, so it's like nothing, you know, nothing is getting, and like, so I feel like once we're feeling overwhelmed in one area, it definitely overwhelm is a feeling that's just within us. It has nothing to do with work or with food or with our 
you know, desired health goals or whatever it, it has to do with overwhelm and we bring it into all the areas or we decide to see everything holistically. And as we get out of overwhelm, we bring it into all the areas. Yeah. So what's kind of your suggestion for what someone should do if they're feeling overwhelmed with their to-do list and everything all at once? Like, what would you recommend that person? First, I would get really clear about where the overwhelm is coming from. So we actually have a free course on our website that maybe you'll link to our website somewhere. And um, it takes us through this process, but I'm going to share sort of what the first, what the first step is. And it all starts with, with feeling, because I think that goals, like, so if you have a goal to do something, the first question in our goal planning book is how do you want to feel? And so when we're talking about overwhelm, it's really important to understand like what's creating that. And I just think there's different kinds. Like, for example, we can be overwhelmed because we, we were thinking of a huge thing and we haven't broken it down. We can also feel overwhelmed because like, so, like something, there's like this big emotion that's coming through us and we don't have any time to process the emotion. So maybe we have fear or sadness or anger or whatever. And we just literally haven't given ourselves the space to process it. We can also like be excited about something and it overwhelms us. Like we want to start a new business or we're going to get a new job or whatever. We're going to start this new health regimen. Um, we can get really excited and that can overwhelm us. And usually that's because we just, we're not attached to like why we want it. So there's all these ways that overwhelm come into our realms. Um, so it's, I think it's really important to understand why it's coming because then you can sort of see what the next step is. Right. So, and it, it can be different than what you think it is. Like say I want, like, so we might say like, you might end up putting on a calendar. I want to write an ebook, let's say, or I want to start a podcast. Let's do that. Cause we're here. <laughs> um, I want to start a podcast. Right. And so maybe you, you decide on Monday that you're going to start your podcast and you write that down. And so many people do this, but really, and then you feel like the instant overwhelm because the second you sit down, you're like, what on earth am I supposed to do? And the solution to that would have been to write everything out and be like, okay, step one is take a class on how to start a podcast. And then when you set down on Monday, really the action is to take a class on how to start a podcast. Um, and so a lot of times when we look at the overwhelm, we get to a different first step. But the other thing that's kind of interesting about us as humans is that I think sort of the opposite of overwhelm is ease. And somewhere along the lines, overwhelm became, I think, more respectable, a more respectable thing. Like I'm so busy. Like it became like this badge of honor instead. And like ease looks lazy to a lot of us. And so part of it is just really like understanding and becoming aware of your relationship to both, because you might actually be creating the overwhelm because you somehow think it's better or means that you're doing more, you know, or somehow succeeding more in your life. And that's just been sold to us at school and, sometimes in our families and just the world that we live in. Yeah, no, I can relate to that a lot because even so I'm thinking about it, it's the beginning of the week, it's Tuesday and I have a wedding coming up this weekend and it's like an hour and a half away. And I keep thinking in my head, you know, like this wedding is so overwhelming, but it's not actually the wedding that's like overwhelming to me. It's like the steps I'm thinking about before because I'm taking the train there. So I'm like, okay, how do I get the ticket? What train schedule am I going to do? Where am I staying? Oh, I want to get my workout in. Like now I have to move that up in the week. And so it's like all these other things that are actually causing me overwhelm. But as you said, like I can just like break it down into those steps. And today, maybe that's when I like 
figure out the transportation tomorrow is when I figure out something else. And then when you actually get to the thing that's been so overwhelming, like you might not feel that at all. That's when the ease comes. Absolutely. And you just hit on something that's really, really important because this is the other thing that happens, especially to women is we've been so conditioned to, to, to do lists. Like, I think that's just like a, it's like a way more, we might think everybody does it, but really women do it. We write to do lists all the time. Um, and the prop, the, the thing about that is it's awesome because hopefully on a to-do list, we're starting to break down those things and you're like, okay, I have to go to the wedding and I have to do blah, 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 blah. And it's not actually rooted in real time. So to me, like the to-do list, like the, the, the brain dump, like all the steps, like that's a very feminine creative process. And we have to match that with actually finding the time to do it. And because one of the things our brain does is the second you're like, oh my God, I'm going to the wedding. Yes, of course. Your brain just assumes you've done everything that you need to, to get to the wedding. Like it has no idea that there's these 10 things that you need to think about and put into time. And so sometimes that disconnect can also cause the overwhelm. And so the idea of writing everything out, but then like looking and being like, okay, from eight to nine, every morning, I'm going to spend this hour going through this list and you know, this day I'll do this thing, this day I'll do that thing. And then you can look at your, your week and be like, Oh, like it's fine to go to the wedding. Cause I have the time to do all the things. Yeah, no, that's such a great suggestion. Well, I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd like to leave everyone with today? Just to try, <laughs> just try, try to do the plan, like try to make a plan and, and just start with that, that day before and knowing what you're going to eat. I think what are like three important things that, you know, if you're thinking about it today from like a a nourished, happy place, what you're going to do tomorrow, like what are three important things? Like, yes, you might go to work all day and maybe the things happen there, but But it's like, maybe it's like, you're really wanting to call this person and that's been like eating at you, or you really want to post this thing on social media, or you really want to make a green smoothie, whatever. Like, what are the three things that you will feel successful for no matter what else happens? And usually they don't take up the whole day. Like they don't take up as much time as we think, but they make us feel so great at the end of the night. So it's kind of like plan for those reflect that you did them then plan again, then reflect that you did them, like have gratitude you did them. And that cycle can really start to create momentum. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you, work with you, all of that? Our website is plansimple.com. And so you can come there and you can take that from overwhelm to ease course. And I try to be on Instagram as much as possible. So that's the other place to find us in there. We're on Instagram. I mean, sorry, we're on plansimple.co. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>